millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Steel Wars live call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And for over the next hour, we will be taking your calls. And I hope our guest is on the line. Can you hear me, Johnny? He can't. Can anyone in the chat hear me? Chat room, can you hear me? This is good action so far. Okay, you can hear me. Is that yes to me, Emily? Okay, Johnny has dropped off. I don't know what's going on. Okay, Emily can hear me. Wow. Okay, our guest will be from Rogue One Pod, Johnny Grasso. He is experiencing some technical difficulties as I check my DMs. I'm not sure where he's at. For someone that Loves to talk so much. It's, it's very sad to not have him available. But uh, he will be back. We'll be taking your calls. Currently, the switchboard is empty. So if you want to chime in, you can call in if you are in America on 646-668-8360. All the details are on the site. Or you can also Skype in from around the world if you are Skyping in before you put in the number. You've just got to put in a plus one. So the phone call knows to go to America. Johnny Grasso is hopefully back on the line. Johnny, do we have you? We don't. This is exciting radio. One person talking to no one. If you are new to the podcast, Steel Wars now broadcasts twice a week. Uh, On Tuesdays, you get a normal episode, an interview episode or a live episode. And then on Fridays or Saturdays, depending where you are, you will get uh, the call-in show. We have got a caller. This might be Johnny Grasso. 714, you're on the line. Steel, this is Patrick from Anaheim. Ah, Patrick, how are you doing? I'm trying to get Johnny on the phone, but um, I was hoping, I don't know why you can use the the phone number fine, but Jonathan can't. He's not on yet, huh? No. Hello? Well, then I, guess I feel like I can almost baseball. hear him. Yeah, I thought I heard something in the background too. Johnny, are you there? Yeah, I just, I just had a call. There he is. Okay, you've got to use a microphone or something, Johnny. All right, well, I'm trying to figure out the, the link on the laptop. Are you getting better now? What have you done? That's yeah, a lot getting, better. Yeah, he's getting louder, whatever he's doing. I'm kind of talking right into the mic. Is there an echo? No, there's just your no. voice like it's meant to be. Talking into the microphone is beneficial. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. I couldn't get the uh, laptop to sync up with the the link you sent me. Are you here now, Jonathan? Patrick, we'll get back to you in two secs. I'm just going to put you on hold for a second. Johnny Grasso, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, How's your week in Star Wars been? Pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, going over the uh, the newest news. Nice. Hey, um, it seems, I don't know, your volume keeps going and we're getting a lot of background noise. So I'm not sure what your microphone setup is. Normally you sound so clear, Jonathan. Yeah, it's not, uh, I can't get the laptop to work and sync up with the radio show. Oh, why don't you just call in on your phone? I am on my phone. Oh, you are. Okay. Well, turn down the volume on your laptop then. No, I don't think the laptop's hooked up. Okay, to good. The show. It's just, I was just hearing a lot of um, office clutter. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear all your Hustler magazine shuffling around there, buddy. Uh, yeah, I have a huge echo too. I feel like I'm talking to the Grand Canyon. But hey, why don't you call back in and then see if the echo's gone? I hope everyone's enjoying this show. Very exciting. All right. While we wait for Jonathan to hopefully get back on the line, I'll run through some of the things we may be talking about. It is up to you guys. You can call in and direct the conversation any way you want. But uh, we've got new Asian release Rogue One posters. Uh, We have got a new composer for Rogue One, uh, which is uh, quite a development this close to the uh, the film release. And we've also got the news that Maz Kanata Lapita has not filmed any scenes as yet. Johnny, what are you on the phone still? He's still on hold on here. I think he doesn't know that it's on, but I've hung up on there. This is... Absolutely brutal. And the chat room is loving it thus far. Tristan is in tears. Emily has posted hashtag content. Uh, Emily wants to know if I'm doing a call-in during Podfest weekend. I I don't think that we're doing a call-in show the week before Podfest weekend, to be honest. I'm going to, uh, I believe it's Patrick on the line. 714, is that you, Patrick? That's me. Buddy, you are the new co-host of the show, the only person that was able to call in at the appropriate time. Uh, What's on your mind today, buddy? Well, I originally was going to call and give Johnny my my Rogue One Deadpool, but but I don't know if I can do that without him. So, then again, I suppose he's going to listen in later but I wanted to run by you and you guys can both see what you, what you think. <laughs> All right, he's coming on another line. Let's see if we can uh, have a conversation. Jonathan. Johnny Grasso. I don't know what his setup is. I don't understand. Just call in on the phone number. All right, everyone making fun of me in the chat room. Why don't you call or Skype in, all right? It's six four six 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 eight eight three six zero. Put plus one there if you would like to uh, call from overseas. 
Oh, this is a disaster. Yes, hands, I am trying to get my shit together um, on this live show. The chat room is having a field day. Johnny, I don't know what you're doing. You podcast every week. I'm sure you make phone calls now and then. <laughs> but we're not getting anything. This is sizzling content. Maybe we can get Hawes on the line, and then he can figure out how to get Johnny on. Yeah, I think I've um, I've enlisted the wrong rogue oneer here. Let's go through this story together, Patrick. Uh, Michael Giancino is uh, going to compose Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, Andre Desplat, who was originally uh, in the role, uh, has pulled out apparently due to scheduling conflicts due to the extensive reshoot over the summer. Uh, Giancano or Giancino um, did Star Trek, the first two Star Treks. And for me, I'm a fan because he did all the music on Lost, which was Same here. quite good. Yeah. Were you a Lost guy as well? Absolutely. Mm. But the thing that this brings up, first of all, there's two ways to take this. If it was because of the reshoots, then it does seem like the reshoots were a lot more dramatic and Hello? a lot more... Jonathan! Johnny! How does he talk and then disappear? Not only is he not here to contribute, but then when we get on a roll, he just chimes in with one word to totally derail. I don't know what he's doing. I'm hanging up on him again. He can call back in. Patrick, are you still with me? I'm still here, buddy. You've all I got. You've all I've got, buddy. You've all I've got. There is, there is about 10 people in the chat room just mocking me. Um, all right, we've got someone else on the line. I'm going to see if it's Jonathan. Uh, 201, who have we got? That sounds like it should be Johnny. 201. Yeah, it sounds like Johnny because it's useless. 201. Hello? Yes. God, I just called in. I thought I was going to miss everything. (laughs) I'm guessing you're not Johnny Grasso. Johnny Grasso. The Johnny Grasso? The Johnny Grasso. You're definitely not him. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. um, Okay, what I what I want to know is like you guys still deliver after ten, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I know what I called into. Don't worry. I am getting under my desk and curling up in the fetal position, and then thinking about getting into Star Trek fandom. Yeah, I know. I have that effect on people. I've driven so many people to the trek. Uh, <laughs> It's so, more Johnny's um, inability to call into the show that has done it to me. He hasn't called in. I'll just do it for him. I'm, in, I'm from New Jersey. So oh, really? Uh, yeah, basically, we're all basically the same guy. Like <laughs> The same stereotype? Like, the the gold chain. The, Don't know uh, how to make a phone call. Oh, I, I did all right. I was, uh, the thing was is I had like like little earpiece in because I was expecting to be like listening to the show for a little while before I got picked up. Then I hear two zero one, which uh, isn't 
what I'm used to being called. And I'm like, wait, is that, am I, is it cutting out? I don't know. No, I just listened to your, uh, your, uh, what was it? You did, I listened to your show today, the, the one that just went up with all the other, you talking about Australian football. And, oh, okay. Uh, oh, you haven't introduced yourself either. Oh, hey, the, uh, my, I'm Rob from New Jersey. Um, I write into Rogue One sometimes, although uh, I guess it would be more interesting if Johnny were here. Um, I guess uh, <laughs> since it's just me and you, um, I, I think and Pat, we've got the, Patrick on the line still as well. Yeah, oh. I'm still here. Well, all right. I'm, okay, I'm so honorary New is, Jerseyan. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I was listening to like a clip uh, Steele put up uh, from I guess an earlier show where he was talking to somebody who's uh, defending the prequels vigorously. And, oh, was um, that um was that David, the younger guy? I think yeah, he sounded young. I, I mean, yeah, I, I not I love that episode. We had we had the most passionate, fun debate. Yeah, it was, I mean, the thing that got me though was when he when he was pointing he he was he was calling you out on the on the Jedi thing, the Return of the Jedi thing, and pointing out that you know like Han Solo has nothing to do, and Luke's plan to rescue Han doesn't make any sense, and things like that. And I was like, it actually got me thinking, like, what was Luke's plan to rescue Han because let's let's say something went right earlier on in the plan like then like let's say Jabba said oh, okay I'll take those droids Is it, then then what like he gets Han back well, and they've got to rescue R2 and 3PO we actually did a YouTube clip on this with um Nathan Hamill uh Josh uh animated it for us and uh, on the have you heard the Nathan Hamill episode no, to be honest, I just found your show like a month ago. Um, ah, okay, cool. Well, yeah, uh, but well, okay, welcome. so I rather, let's not. Uh, okay, so I won't. I won't uh, retread old ground there. Um, yeah, but I, Nathan Hamill, Mark Hamill's son, um, played Luke Skywalker. You may have heard of him. Yeah, he came on the show, and we we tried to work out what his father's plan was, and we we didn't get very far. It is a very confusing plan in that it had to fail several times for it to work. Right. That was the, that was the thing is like, there, it was like a contingency, but like if one of those contingencies would have worked, then he'd have a problem. Like, I guess like maybe if, like, especially what if Chewbacca, he accepted Chewbacca, then like he, they just gave up Chewbacca. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I, I, it, it is crazy. I, like, I but at the end of the day, the plan did work and he ignited the green and thus, the greatest moment in movie history did Ignited take hold. Green. So you really, you really feel strongly about the, that Return of the Jedi is not like the black sheep of the original trilogy; that it's, it's, uh, it stands on its own. Sorry, you're cutting out again. I'm cutting out again. I'm joking. I just you're oh. telling me things I don't want to hear. No, I, I was perfect Return of the Jedi age, which always I, I have um, empathy for people that you know, Phantom Menace, you know, if they were, were four or five, then, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I actually, I, I just watched the prequel strike back um, on on the week, uh, just, just last night, actually, uh, which is a fan documentary, and we'll be doing an episode on those guys um, next week. You've you got some kind of insider access, right? It's not out yet? No, it's weird. They've got their premiere in about a month, 
but you can rent it on Amazon or YouTube. Um, Like on YouTube, I've never rented anything on YouTube before. I didn't even know that technology was there, but it was like $3 Australian to be able to watch it for three days. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see it, although I'm not sure like, Right now, I've seen more videos about the prequels, like more times than I've actually watched the those actual movies. I don't remember mm-hmm. as much about them. Um, so, like when people say, "Oh, this doesn't make any sense," or something like, "Well, I, I mean, I just left the theater and I didn't understand anything, and that was good enough." And uh, I still don't understand what's going. I don't know who's fighting who. But the thing about Return of the Jedi that bothers me is not what it is. Kind of like the, the it's like the proto prequel. It's like the first time that I feel like if you, the more you learn, the more I, I learn about how the, how the movie was made, the more I feel like Lucas was really just like desperate to get out of Star Wars. And he was just going to like, nope, we're tying up all loose ends. We're doing it now. We're doing it now. You know, like, you know, like mm. all, all these, all these things like, okay, so the sister revelation, that's obviously like the last, well, we got to do something. Cause Yoda said, have you read the, um, there are transcripts from the story conferences in uh, Rinsler's uh, Making of Return of the Jedi. I don't know if you've... I haven't... I've got it, but I haven't gone deep into it. But I've got the... Um, I've read the annotated, annotated screenplays, um, but, which is an awesome book. But, I, right. I, you know, I haven't opened it for about five years. But, uh, but, but go with what you wanted to say. Well, I don't know if you, if you can if you can look at the story conferences, they, they redact some of it. Cause I'm pretty sure there's like periods where it's just Lucas and uh, Lawrence Katz and just screaming at each other. And they must've cut that part out. Cause then it like says like, like several minutes, you know, hours later and then it continues. There's all this, all the stuff that you, that people say is like, this doesn't, you know, like Katzen brings up all this stuff where he's saying like, Han Solo doesn't have anything to do. We should kill him. And Lucas is like, no. And Lucas is like, no, no, you can't do that. No, it's for kids, and kids are going to hate it. And they, we, we need to, you know, because the, the Ewoks were a fate accompli, right? It was, it was a foregone conclusion before anyone else got to the room, which I don't think that they're the worst thing in the world. I do feel like that's not the best way to, like, take out the whole empire. But, um, you're, and then you're other stuff like where, like, but the thing that the thing that that I think is the worst is what they did to Darth Vader. And like Darth Vader has only gotten two good Star Wars movies so far out of, you know. So let's let's see what happens with with uh, Rogue One. But seriously, what what don't, what don't you like about Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi? Because in Empire they set this thing up where he's like, "Join me, we will rule the galaxy as father and son," and then in the next one it's like that's totally out the window. Darth Vader has no interest. He is like not, he's just like a sad grandpa who, who kind of like does whatever the emperor says. And it's totally different. It's not the Vader. It's not that that subplot is dropped. And if you look at the story conference, the transcripts, you see that, that Kazan brings this up immediately. Cause he, this is like literally the first time he sat down with anyone to talk about how they're going to fix up the script to return of the Jedi. And he said, well, what about Vader? Like, what are we going to do there? What, what about his plan? Is he going to overthrow the Emperor? And Lucas is like, no, no, but we don't, we don't have time for that. We're just going to leave it alone. And people can fill in the blanks on their own, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, mm. they, they dumped it. And they dumped, like, they knew they were dumping it. 
and they dumped it. And uh, it's, it's because that wasn't supposed to be the last movie about those characters. Like, maybe Vader was supposed to die in that episode, but the Emperor wasn't supposed to die. Uh, there was going to be a whole different character who's going to be introduced. Luke's sister is supposed to be trained on the other side of the galaxy and, and was going to be introduced, and they team up together. Really? And, uh, yeah. You did, you did, how many episodes of the Star Wars podcast have you done, and you, you haven't – this has never come up, really? That's who the oh. other was supposed to be. The, the No, there is another. That's what Yoda's talking about. It's supposed to set up, like, another – like episodes down the line, like episode seven or eight or something like that. And hmm. I, I've never, I, I've, you know, as much as you chastise my amount of podcasting to not knowing this fact, I have never read, or I guess it's in the annotated screenplays and I've forgotten about it, but I've never read about, or I don't recall a, um, a, a sister being on the other side well, of, of the galaxy. You're never going to Lucas talk about it because he had and for good reason he didn't want anybody to know that he was making it up as he went along because remember he's self-financing these movies right so i should just point out that while johnny can't talk to us he can listen and he's just direct messaged me saying i can't believe that guy just chastised you so watch your chastising because johnny grasso is getting angry <laughs> look Johnny Grasso's from Jersey. If he wants to take it outside, I will. Uh, we can talk about it like gentlemen outside. Well, he might be on the line now. Do we have Johnny Grasso. If you're there, Johnny, talk. Oh God. Well, he's got know. me there. I can't. I can't come back to that. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> All right, Johnny. If that was you. Um, I mean, you can try again. I mean, so do you want oh. me to, to finish this this bizarre rant, or, or should somebody? Oh uh, yes, I, I do. But at the same time, I'm trying to get a co-host. But continue. Okay, I'll just keep going until I'll just fill time, right? You're you're a stand-up, right? So you tell me, kill some time. I've got to take a piss or something like that, right? A stand-up comedian's good at most things, except for dealing with a microphone that doesn't work, and that's what we're doing here. But um, the the chat room is enthralled with your. Um, so this what, is really the, the not... knowledge you're dropping about Return of the Jedi. So do continue. Okay, so let, let, let me... All right. So since this is apparently not as common knowledge as I thought, everybody understands that there was originally no set plan like, oh, we're going to end it with episode six and then it's done. That's the end of Luke's story. And that was not the intent when Empire Strikes Back was written. Um, if people don't know that, then... You know, the, the, the information is out there, and it's, it's hard because you don't always get that information from Lucasfilm now. But you go back to, like, old issues of, like, their fan club from, like, the, the uh, 70s and 80s, and it's called Bantha Tracks or some cute name like that. And there was – at one point, they were going to do 12 episodes because – Yeah, but that's the thing because, with Lucas, though. That's the thing yeah, he, with no, Lucas. He was just making – he was just saying, like, oh, yeah, we'll do – everybody we will get a different director for each one, and then it's going to be – then I'll, then I'll do the number 12 and we'll just, and then, cause he was going to finance the creation of, of uh, Skywalker ranch, these movies. That's why they were going to keep happening. He didn't really care about making these star Wars movies in and of itself. He wanted to finance this huge paradise of, of the of filmmakers retreat. It's kind of like a, a thing that was what, what the ranch was going to be, but it had to have, it had to be self-financed. And so, 
as they're making Empire, it turns out to be he, he self-finances it, which means he, he puts up his own companies like ILM and stuff like that as collateral to get a huge loan. Starts making this movie, and <clears throat> he's overseeing some of the technical stuff, mostly in California. Meanwhile, uh, Irving Kirshner and uh, uh, what was the producer, Gary Kurtz, and uh, are over in England, and like it's going over schedule, it's going over budget, and Georgie Boy is having a heart attack. He he's he's losing his mind. His marriage is falling apart. Um, he's afraid that he's going to lose his ass, and all the people who work for him are going to have are suddenly they're going to get they're going to be property of like Wells Fargo Bank or something like that or whoever he took out the loan from. And I don't think that was likely to happen, but that doesn't mean that in his position it didn't seem very real. And so at that point, well, it was. I, I would say it's not unlikely it could happen because at the time sequels you know yeah. they, they were a risky business and they were they were often you know a, a, a lesser proposition on like on all yeah, I mean, on all scales like if you look at you know the planet of the apes that had five sequels but by the end well, each it one, ended each up one made more money and cost less money than the last did you know that about no the they didn't each make each more money yes they Yes, they did. They were profitable. They wouldn't have kept making them because they could make them. They make the next one cheaper, and it would still make money. And then the next one would be cheaper, and it would still make money. Um, but yeah, but, but did yeah, you no, say you're, money or more money? Right. It's like a broad. It's a like sequels were not considered to be hot, hot thing. Like everybody thought Star Wars was over. Um, I mean, you know, Lucas was also seeing like more American graffiti at about the same time, and that was a bomb. So, yeah, um, and, and of course they had written Splinter of the Mind's Eye as a possible like TV movie. If oh well, yeah, I don't know whether it was. I mean, but they yeah, the idea was they could just reuse all their old stuff that they built making the first movie and just make like a super cheap sequel without Harrison Ford. Mm. So, so to to continue the story here, because I guess Johnny's still not around, or maybe he's just he's listening transfixed and he, he just doesn't want to talk. Um, I can't imagine that being the case. That, that, that's the best case scenario. Yeah. So, so Empire is a huge success. George is freaking out because he thinks that nobody's going to like this movie. He's seeing, I don't know whether he's looking at dailies or something, but it's going way off the rails in terms of what he intended it to be. Uh, it doesn't change the plot. It's not changing the character. It's all, all the broad strokes are still there. A lot of his own lines are still in the script, even at the final draft. Um, and it's always surprising which ones are Lucas's lines because he's really bad at writing dialogue. And um, and some, but sometimes he he like really hit, strikes gold. So he does his own edit of the movie because he's convinced that this is going to be a huge failure. The kids are going to hate it, and so he does. He tries to tighten it up as fast as he can and make the movie just move fast, fast, fast. You know, just moving right along. I, I, bet the, I bet the movie would have been like 10 minutes shorter. And nobody's ever seen this except for the people who made it. Um, everybody looks at it. They, they, they view it. They view Lucas's cut. And it's universally agreed from Lucas himself that, as well that it's a disaster. And so they go on and edit it anyway. And uh, his ex-wife, Marsha Lucas, is working on it and other people. Oh, wait, wait. And, Are you talking about Star Wars now or Empire Strikes Back? I'm talking about Empire Strikes Back. So you, I know you mentioned this earlier, like the bad edit of the original Star Wars. 
that mm-hmm. was um, yeah, that was a that was an editor that got fired and was replaced by like three people, including Marsha Lucas and uh, and George himself. So with Empire, they, they finally they put it out and it. But that wasn't just the edit. He makes, was dealing with some pretty shitty content there as well. What I'm sorry. I said that just wasn't the editor. He was also dealing with some pretty shitty content. I mean, everything looks bad if, if you. Because I, I knew the footage you're talking about. And you, by the way, I'll call you out on one more thing. You said you've seen that cut, and nobody has seen. You've seen parts of that cut, correct? Oh, my God. Do you have a stenographer? No. <laughs> I've, seen I, par- I've seen parts of it. Yeah, okay. Because, well, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. I, uh, it's, uh, I'm actually a lawyer. It's my job. And so I do this to people without realizing I'm doing it. Um <laughs> Because yeah, so I know, and I just got ten times more popular with everybody. Oh my god, he's lawyer too. Now I really love shitting all over my favorite movies. I I, I imagine you are awesome at your job, and I, I, in, in, I sincerely believe that that you are very good at your job. So, so (laughs) he. he I feel like I'm going to nerd jail now. Yeah, I mean, so to, to to keep moving on to how we got the Return of the Jedi we got, since we're still killing time until Johnny can get on here. All I had to do was pick up my cell phone, by the way, and dial a number, and it happened. Yeah, I was connected before I even knew I was connected. So I don't know what's going Exhibit on. Exhibit A, Johnny. Exhibit A. Yeah. I, I, perhaps Johnny Grasso is not being totally forthright with everybody. No, totally forthcoming. So, uh, I have I mean, no there's idea. A but do from, continue, please. There's a quote from George Lucas at the at, after all is said and done, and he's like, "They made a good movie, but but they made it too good. They made it. It didn't have to be so good. Something something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, but it was literally like it didn't have to be as good as it was. Oh, so you're allowed to paraphrase, right? So when you get when he starts pre-production on Jedi almost immediately. His his marriage is pretty much over at that point, um, but he also just adopted a daughter, and he realizes that he cannot fund Skywalker Ranch by just making an endless series of Star Wars movies because I guess it's probably a combination of it's too nerve-wracking to be putting up all your own money again and again to do this, when and then but you have to give up control to other people because you, you know one person can keep making these movies forever. And that, and he also probably just felt more possessive of Star Wars than he realized, he, you know, he, he, he realized he was more possessive of it or more, had more affection for it or concern for it than, than he thought when he first gave it away. Um, and so when he's making Return of the Jedi, his mind, his, his thinking, I think, now I'm just guessing, but it, it seems to me like, well, Star Wars both created him, you know, his life as he knew it, and also was destroying is, you know, destroying his health, wrecking his marriage, etc. So he's like, this is going to be the end. And so what he's got to do with Jedi is wrap up every loose end he possibly can, which includes the other, which includes Darth Vader's plot, which includes the Emperor. And he does it all in one movie. And if you look at the original script for Jedi that he wrote, the very first one, um, he deals with this stuff, I think, a little bit better than he did in the final movie. Um, for instance, Vader goes on like a rampage when he finds out that the Emperor has Luke. Luke gets kidnapped earlier on and taken to the Imperial like homeworld into some like weird satanic like lava pit 
kind of cave thing where the emperor hot uh, hangs out. You know, yeah, this, this is before the prequels, right? So this is before the emperor had an office. That's what we learned in the prequels. The emperor is a guy from a skyscraper planet who lives in an office, and uh, that's fascinating for the emperor, I know. But this is back when the emperor was like a cool, scary space wizard. So he lived in like an underground lava lake, and when Darth Vader finds out that they took Luke without his like kind of doing it under his nose, um, that it was like a, what, what's his name, Jerjerod or somebody who's like mm-hmm. a sniveling coward in the final version, but he was originally supposed to be like this, like the second most powerful man in the empire next to the emperor. I, and, I feel uh, like Vader, a sniveling coward on this call. I pretty much just took over everything, didn't I? Like you can cut most of this out, right? When it goes <laughs> up. <laughs> you do know it's live. Oh, but I'm just like short memory. <laughs> I just saw a phone number and dialed it. I was, I, <laughs> if I only Johnny just, could have done the same. <laughs> luckily, I was just ready to go. You really were. Well, the, the problem is I'm thinking about this stuff all the time, and I have no way to talk to you about it. Um, well, you've got, a, you've got a safe haven here on the Steel Wars live call yeah. show. Well, I write, I write in sometimes to uh, Rogue One, and like... <laughs> Uh, they must be some whenever, emails. Whenever, uh, nah, not really. I mean, they don't even, like, they're supposed to be kind of funny. Like, I did one that they just read on this last episode that was about the uh, buttons, how none of the buttons or dials or anything in Star Wars is labeled. And uh, uh, yeah, everyone knows how to, you know, uh, which is like. <laughs> I'm really yeah. beginning to get a picture about you. Yeah, which I think is interesting because it's like, of course, they're not labeled. Like, the set designers aren't going to sit around, like, coming up with, like, well, this thing does this magic space thing, and this thing comes um, coming up with, like, fake ship functions. And, no, I mean, they're just going to leave it alone. It's, it's a space opera. And it's it, supposed to be... And, and if they wrote things on the buttons, it would be things like in-jokes, like cappuccino or something like that. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, they'd be really, really 70s jokes, too, like... Uh, you know, Dave isn't here, man, or something like that. You know, whatever, whatever that thing was. So, My question. Like- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My question for you is, did you ring in with a question? Yeah. Let's hear it. Wait, was... Oh, was it, were you asking me a question? No, my question is if you have a question. Oh, no, I was just asking whether you knew. I think it was all about, like, how much, since you liked that movie a lot, I was just curious, like, whether you, how you felt about the earlier versions of the story where, like, Vader's, like, choking out, like, uh, Imperial Royal Guards and stuff, like, fighting his way to the Emperor, and then he gets smacked down, and so there's a reason for him to just capitulate completely and let the emperor do whatever he wants, right? Um, yeah, well, there's, there's many, you know, there's different versions of that script. A, a horrible ending of Return of the Jedi that um, George <clears throat> Lucas did propose was that Annika, I mean, sorry, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda were going to, like, reform 
Like, they were oh, actually yeah. going to interact in that final battle, which to me... That, that was oh. a part of it. And that was bad, yeah. Well, I'm not... I think my point here isn't so much that this original thing was, was what it should have been. It's more like he cut too much of the good stuff out to make room for the kind of superfluous stuff. You know, um, it just it just seems like like his priorities were kind of off. And that's what, what I mean when I say it's like a proto prequel is like there's just something like like he's just not quite like trying to make the best Star Wars story he can he's trying to make something that is in a way like going to keep the merchandising alive for another couple years so he can move on to Howard the Duck or whatever his next plan and I'm not yeah but you can also say that he's trying to wrap it up much like he's trying to wrap up a section of his life do you know what I mean yeah, he wouldn't like, be done with it, right? And it, it's that's he should have just handed it off to somebody else to say, like, you know what, I this is these are my ideas, and his ideas are usually pretty good. Um, mm. You know, like he's got there, there's bad ideas mixed in there, like any rough draft, but like you know the little ghost Obi Wan showing up and stuff like that. That's you know I don't I don't think that would have gone in because I don't think they could have paid Alec Guinness enough to like pretend like he's getting hit by lightning. I mean, <laughs> Alec Guinness plays a ghost who has to sit down. He's the only ghost I've ever seen in a movie who sits down. Now, I don't think Johnny, gonna... wait now, I, we might have Johnny back on the line. Okay, Johnny. So... <laughs> no, we don't have him on the line. I don't know. He's there. It says he's here. He's not talking. He's, uh... I don't know. But, um, to wrap up, because we do have to get, uh, we've got someone else on the line, a few people, but I, you know, there's there's always going to be different versions of all the film that on paper, when you read it, you think that's going to be way better. And it's like there was, there was Force Awakens endings that I was just like, oh, that would have been so good. Like if they used the giant battering ram ship to, to break through the shield instead of uh, the Falcon using the hyperspace thing. So it's, you know, to me, it, it's my favorite film. There was a lot of, like, I, I think that the twist of Leia being uh, the sister in the end does make sense. Like, it, it, it does fit yeah. in, and you know, and now we've got this whole galaxy that's been right. built. Well, like, yeah. like, think yeah. about it this way: if if Leia wasn't the sister, it, like the way, like Star Wars would be so different. It would be. It'd be such a different makeup of the universe. If yeah, well now now it would because we've we've well I mean I'm not really sure how much that would have changed anything in the prequel era. It's mostly just like from six onward, and I, I they kind of they really didn't even do anything that much with it. Force Awakens though, it's acknowledged that he he's uh, you know they they mentioned that you know. He's her brother, but it doesn't really play into the story. Now it probably will later. And I just yeah, think that, I, 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 yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think I, it I definitely wanna, plays yeah. into the into the prequels. But I, I, I thank you for your call. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do. I just have to get to some other crew, and and yeah, feel free do. to call in every week. Um, no, this is literally all I know about Star Wars, so that's the problem. I exhausted <laughs> the sum total of my knowledge. All right, great, great show. Thanks everybody. Thanks for Cheers. listening to me. I'll put you back on hold. Wait, you're right. 
Hey guys, if you've ever wanted to watch one of our super fun live podcasts, your chance is this Saturday night if you're in America, Sunday morning if you're in Australia, at the LA Podcast Festival. It is the creme de la creme of comedy podcasts coming together from all around the world for a huge weekend schedule of live podcast. We will be on 9 o'clock LA time, which is midnight on the East Coast, 2 p.m. Sunday if you're in Australia, 9 p.m. Saturday night on LA time. Now, the only way to hear or see this podcast in full, we'll put a snippet of it in the free feed, but the whole deal will be on the supporter page, or you can watch it either on demand or live, which is super fun on the live stream with the LA Podcast virtual ticket, which enables you to watch live recordings of over, I think there's about 40 different podcasts. You've got Tofop, The Dollop, Welcome to Night Vale, and one of the funniest podcasts ever, the closing of the festival podcast by Todd Glass, which is like a crazy variety show, which does have to actually be seen on the live stream. Listening to it, you don't get the... This dude is the best. Todd Glass rules. So normally the virtual ticket is $25. Use coupon code STEEL, S-T-E-E-L-E, and that gets it down to $20. And also they then give us some cash for the referral. Plus, there is tons of informative panels about podcasting, quality podcasting, and the business of podcasting. And it will be all archived for a full month after the podcast festival there are just so many hilarious shows and the information panels are also great i buy a virtual ticket every year to catch up on everything that i missed and surprise surprise i think you should too all the details are at lapodfest.com use coupon code steel and i thank you so much for your support i cannot wait to get back to the la podcast festival this september 23rd 24th and 25th Hey, Steele. This is Still Patrick. Quick question for you. You said it's a hey, safe Patrick, haven. Hey, Patrick. How, how, how are you going, buddy? Just sitting there. <laughs> you said it's a safe haven. Are you still feeling safe? <laughs> I'm just feeling confused. Um, I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> I'm afraid. I, um, I, I thought I was going to be spending the morning talking to Johnny Grasso. And... <laughs> but the, 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 the chat room is in tears that you were sitting there. You're still here with us. Oh, man, I couldn't give up on that one. <laughs> I've, I had notes of things to talk about through the week. What was your question, Patrick? I don't even remember. <laughs> All right, we've got someone on Skype. Let's what see you... what uh, they're going on. Skype caller. Hello? Hi. Yeah, hi. Who are you and where are you calling from? I'm in Sydney, Australia. And what's your name? Jacob, yeah. Oh, Jacob. How you doing, man? Good. What's your question? Well, I don't know if it's um, too much of a question, but sort of a theory. It would have to be mellower yeah. than the last call. Go for it, buddy. Uh, in the Rogue One trailer... Um, yeah? I'm not sure exactly which one, but you know when... 
Jin Ursa's like turning around. She's in the Imperial suit. She's in that like little tube area with all the lights. Mhm. Mhm. Um, I just thought it might be similar to the one Luke went into in Empire, um, in Cloud City or something like that when he fell down. Yeah, it looks very similar, doesn't it? Yeah. I I think you could suppose that that sort of like piping, that sort of ventilation is like quite common in space stations and stuff. And, you know, much like if you go to like a, a, a building, like a skyscraper, when you go down the stairs, like in the fire escape, it all looks similar to any other building. So maybe whatever these air conditioning shafts or um, utility shafts, they they do look, you know, you know, relatively similar um, around yeah. the galaxy. But I I do think you're onto something that they've put that in to sort of spark up our memories of the Empire Strikes Back. Like, you know, Star Wars gets us into Star Wars by doing callbacks to other Star Wars movies. You know, that's why you know JJ stuck with the the X wings and the Tie Fighters in the Force Awakens. You know, because it instantly, like it's Star Wars without question, and, and I think that 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 tube, you know, might be a similar thing where they're they're trying to remind us of the uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, are you yeah, pretty amped for Rogue One, mate? Yeah. What character do you like the most? Uh, I'm not too sure right now. It's Jyn Erso because she's um one of the best characters I know so far. Yeah, she just seems so cool, huh? Yeah. And um, one extra thing um, I just wanted to say, because I've been trying to call up for um, the past two weeks, just uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but um, I think it was last year um, at the Harrison Ford thing at the Opera House. Um, I, I, I do talked, vaguely remember that day, yes. Yeah, and I talked to you on FaceTime on my dad's phone. Ah, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I do remember that, Jacob. That was one of my um, that was one of my favourite days ever. It was uh, it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, you said I could get a chance to be on the podcast, and now I sort of am. You definitely are. You are now on the podcast. Now you're yeah. going to have to have some actually proper goals in life that you've achieved this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you going to be seeing Rogue One at midnight in December? Yeah, I saw The Force Awakens, which was my first ever Star Wars movie in the cinemas. So, yeah, I'll be seeing Rogue One at midnight, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Yeah, well, I know I can uh, talk about The Force Awakens and give give that a good review. Oh, yeah. What did you think about The Force Awakens? I'd love to hear your review. Uh, well... It was okay. They brought back all the good designs and the bit where um, Harrison Ford was, uh, well, Han Solo was killed. Um, it's It was just a bit, I don't know, I don't know. For me, when I first saw it, it sort of reminded me when Luke got his hand chopped off and he was falling mm-hmm. down the crater, sort mm-hmm. of like that. And so, 
I think but that's what, sort of what, what we were talking about before, how Star Wars reminds you of other Star Wars moments, because that was yeah. very much like, you know, the Darth Luke uh, confrontation on Cloud City as well. Yeah, and with what they did with the prequels and the sequels, like they did, you know, hit like all the same sort of stuff um, to trying to do it a third time like they did now and trying to not kind of ruin the theme is they sort of combined a bit of it so they mixed the Han dying from Kylo Ren with the Darth Vader and the Obi-Wan and also the Luke falling down in Cloud City bits so they've mixed mm. things to remind you of a, of a lot of other things and also make it look um, completely different at the same time. So, who was more upset about Han Solo dying, you or your dad? Me. Ah, it was pretty sad, huh? Yeah, since um, he was kind of my favorite character, and um, before um, the Force Awakens, I can't remember, but when I was playing Star Wars Battlefront, I. Um, I always played as Han Solo, and I, he was just the best character thing for me to play with. So, and he was my favorite ah. character. Well, now yeah. I'm angry at you, because I feel like you're the guy that kills me every time I log on on one of my friend's machines. <laughs> uh, well, I, I can't survive for more than 20 seconds on that game. Sometimes I don't survive more than five, and then when I'm concentrating and I, I just know what to do, Sometimes I can be number one on the leaderboard. I can be 22,000, and the second best player can be only at 4,000. Oh, man. You're so much better than me. I, I On Battlefront, I'm as useless as a Johnny Grasso call-in show. Well, it's not good. I can give you, if you really concentrate, I can give you a tip. Is On the Tatooine map, with the big crater ship, if you get on top of there with the Emperor and you're a shock trooper, um, it can work out really well. Ooh. Do you have any, right. do you have any tips for, for Johnny Grasso? Do you have any tips for Johnny Grasso? I mean, you called in and you got through, so what do you, what do you got for Johnny? <laughs> yeah, have you got any call-in uh, tips, Jacob? Help Johnny Grasso out. Uh, no, I'm not too sure. <laughs> are, are you, do yeah. you find it weird? Do you find it weird that this guy, Johnny Grasso, Star Wars expert, Star Wars podcaster, I think he's like a teacher by trade. He's teaching the future knowledge, and yet he cannot work out how to call in something that you had no trouble doing. What advice would you have for him in life? Um, I don't know. Maybe keep trying and, I don't know. Listen carefully to the instructions on how to, because that was a problem with me. I tried to call in with three different numbers, and it turns out I did them all wrong. So, and then I finally listened back, and I heard that you had to put plus one in the front. Jacob, you are wise beyond your years, my friend. It is. Uh, I, I I thank you for calling. Um, do you have anything else to leave us with, buddy? Um. Not much, but uh, I just wanted to say that I'm sitting here and I can see my dad out the window. And as soon as I said that thing about the number, he just started clapping and laughing and falling off, <laughs> falling off everything and laughing. 
<laughs> well, Jacob, I would love for you to think of a question every week about Star Wars. And um, when you've got time, uh, if you're around on a Saturday morning, to call in and, and run a question by us. Because I, I, I like your point of view, mate. Yeah. I had a couple questions, like that Jin Ursa one. I tried to stick it with me, and I stuck it with me till now. So that was my main question. Oh. Feel free to call in, mate. I uh, I had fun talking to you. Yep. Cheers, mate. I'll put you back on hold. He's still Patrick, on are you there? Still here. Hey, on the subject. All right. Of so I, I just want to I just want to clear the deck while while we've still got we've got about sure. six minutes left. Well, if anyone wants to call in with a quick question, and we can go into overtime. What I will do for the supporters, uh, we will get Johnny Grasso on Skype and we will uh, run through the week's news with Johnny on the supporter page, which if you don't know, it's to sign up for the month. You get hours and hours of bonus content a week and it's $3 Australian or about $2.20 American and uh, we will hear, maybe, you, you, maybe that's Johnny Grasso's... Um, M.O., Patrick. It's like you've got to pay to hear Johnny Grasso on this thing. No, I think that's Mike. <laughs> because that's, that's Mike Papa, so you got to pay him. <laughs> um, callback right there. That is a, 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 a very delightful callback of three hours of podcasting. Uh, the chat room is absolutely on fire this morning. Uh, Emily says, God bless this beautiful mess. Jacob, there's a lot of Jacob fans. Uh, Sean Hughes says Jacob kills it. Emily Lynn says Johnny Grasso, have you seen him? Does Johnny know how to work Skype? What do you got for us, Patrick? What are the odds we're going to see some of that sweet, sweet electric shrapnel in episode eight? <laughs> it's interesting. Who will have the electric shrapnel? I, I, I was thinking about it the other day that, like, what new power, like, might be um, debuted by Snoke? Do you know what I mean? Like, like when yeah. finally Snoke's confronted, what you know, what abilities does he have that might blow us away? And there was also that, that mention at some point that we'd see Leia do something Force-related in eight, and, and though she's untrained, that would be. That would be kind of unexpected to see it come from her. Yeah, because so far all we've gotten is that she can get force headaches. She can just get right. midi-chlorian <laughs> migraines. There you go. There's, I just coined a new phrase. All, this whole hour it. of chaos was worth it just, just for midi-chlorian migraines. <laughs> oh, my God, Patrick. I'm glad you've been with me, buddy. I, I don't think I, um, I could have made it through this it's so fun I don't know is this we should just celebrate the magic of live radio that the 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 the, the, the proper scheduled co-host doesn't call in and then it just goes AWOL we had uh, we had lawyers calling in we had we had Jacob call in Let me what a uh, I mean, how, how awesome would it have been when we were Jacob's age to have a show like this to call into though Oh, I, I would, I would have never hung up. I would have been, yeah. And and now uh, you see why I stay on the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we should sizzle when we do get Johnny on the bonus show. We'll probably go for about an hour because 
let's be honest, we'll probably go longer than an hour because I think I've got about 45 minutes of just um, running through him how useless he was today in uh, in calling in. So for fans of me berating Johnny, the, the bonus show is going to be huge this week. But uh, we will run through uh, the new Asian posters. I'm... Um, I'm disappointed in the posters thus far. I, I think we're getting let down. I, I, I definitely hope the visual effects in the movie are better than that that are on the posters. I'm not, I'm not buying these photoshops. And, of course, we've got to go through uh, the ramifications of having a, uh, a new composer, a story which I felt like I began to talk about about 55 minutes ago. And then something it happened. all just... It just it just went awry. Um, on the uh, the normal Steel Wars podcast, which I've put it all on the on the one feed now, we have got a, a live episode this week with uh, Adam Richard and Danny McGinley. Uh, on Tuesday's episode, we'll be talking to the guys from the prequel Strikes Back documentary, and I really recommend that documentary. I as I said, I rented it for three dollars and. I you know I think it went for an hour and twenty minutes or something. I was it, it was it was great. I wanted to debate a lot of the people on the uh, on the documentary, both that were for and against. But I, I found it compelling, and I, I can't wait to talk to those guys. Patrick, do you have anything to plug, buddy? Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our good friend Chris Deacle. I work on a radio show with them on uh, KPFK called KPFK Geek Radio. Airs oh, on great. Tuesday night at- Tuesday nights at midnight, uh, California time, but you can find it online at just, just Google KPFK and you can listen live. Uh, we just talk all things geek, lots of, lots of Star Wars. Nice. I'll have to bug Chris to uh, guest on that when I'm, I'm back in LA for about two months. So please, we please um, do. Sweet. Um, we've got about 20 seconds left. I hope you will join me for the live LA podcast fest and use the coupon code steel to watch the live stream. Uh, that will be delightful. Guests will be announced very soon. I'm waiting for some very important emails back. We have got three seconds left. Thank you to our callers. Thank you to Patrick. Johnny, you are useless. May the force be with you. Patrick, you still there, buddy? I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> nice. We are, we're in the uh, the bonus section. Thanks for helping us out, buddy. This is the secret show where we can talk filthy, right? Uh, oh, we're wrong yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was um, that was interesting. That was very Wasn't interesting. <laughs> oh my god! Well, when you said two hundred one area code, I thought sure we had Johnny because I'm pretty sure that's New Jersey, so I thought we had him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then what the show, was... the show got hijacked. <laughs> I'm not sure what's up with, like, uh, you could sort of hear him and then he'd just drift off. Yeah, he would say hello and then, I guess, you know what it is, it's, you know, we're not strong enough in the force yet, we can just hear his voice. (laughs) Oh man, I'm just thanking everyone in the chat room. What a show. Well, I don't know, I'm not sure if that was, I'm I'm interested on feedback on this episode. (laughs) I'm not sure if that was the, well, the greatest thing in the favorite. world or the worst thing in the world. It's been my favorite so far, but then I guess I'm biased. <laughs> yes, you are biased. You like being there live to see me crash and burn. 
uh, had the greatest twists of all the episodes. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, thank you, Patrick. Uh, if you are listening to this, you are about to hear me call in to Johnny Grasso and, uh, We'll run through the week's news. But um, thanks, Patrick. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks so much, Steel. Cheers. Ignite the green. <laughs> Ignite that green. Hello? Hi, Jonathan. Oh, my God. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, that was... Look at you all handsome and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at noon in Australia. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that wild ride that was episode five of the Steel Wars call-in show. As you got a hint of at the end there, we do get Johnny Grasso for the bonus section. And we drop, I think, another hour and a half of Star Wars chat. But before we get into that sizzle, I have to address this first. Uh, Mr. Lawyer, who, let's be honest, thought he was right about absolutely everything that he said. Uh, let's go, let's, I, I was sure he was wrong about this. The Planet of the Apes ticket returns. Planet of the Apes, 1968, the original, 32.5 million. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, 1970, just under 19 million. In 1971, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, 12 million. 72, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, 9 million. 73, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, just under 9 million. So, little Mr. Know-it-all lawyer, I think with each sequel, the box office receipts did go down. Hmm. And there'll be no objection to that, Your Honour. As sizzled in the middle of the show, the LA Podcast Festival is next weekend. Our live episode, you can watch us record an episode live over the live stream or on demand. If you're in the Pacific time zone in America, it is 9 p.m. Saturday night. If you're on the East Coast, it is at midnight. And if you're on the Australian East Coast, it is 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon. LAPodfest.com. Use coupon code STEEL. Gets $5 off and supports the show. I only plug this because I think you'll be very entertained by all the podcasts, all the panels, and it is great value for money, and it supports your little podcast, Steel Wars, you guys. And we'll also be putting the audio of that episode on the supporter feed for those that chip in every month to keep the podcast going. Uh, the Steel Wars supporter page, it is $3 Australian a month, which is about $2.20 American, and that gets you... The archive, our full archive of all our episodes. We only leave the last 25 full episodes up. Everything else is just a little portion. And then we do heaps of bonus shows, audience Q&As, and the bonus sections after this very show. If you were a supporter, instead of listening to me talk right now, you'd be hearing me talk to Johnny Grasso, laughing and laughing at his traumatic experience of trying to log into the live show. 
We also review the lawyer's call. Uh, we discuss how we deal with negative online feedback. We talk about Riz Ahmed's fantastic article in The Guardian, how the fans have affected the outcome of Star Wars films. And then we get into it. The last minute change of composer. Is that a warning sign for Rogue One? What happened to the work that Andre Desplat has already done on the soundtrack of Rogue One? And does this announcement of a new composer really expose how disruptive those reshoots were? We talk about Johnny Strange issue with Count Dooku. What will Maz Kanata's role be in future Star Wars films? Johnny's got an issue with Yoda's role in Return of the Jedi. We put the new Japanese and South Korean Rogue One posters under the microscope and so much more, you guys. Another hour and a half of Star Wars chat on the Steel Wars supporter page. I am trying to go above and beyond to provide value for your $3 of support each month. I really appreciate it. And I thank you guys from the bottom of my little heart. Next week, we won't have an episode in the normal time, but stay close to Twitter and Facebook because if I can wrangle it, we might do a post-Rebels premiere reaction call-in show, which would be pretty fun to have everyone call in with their reactions to Rebels. So keep an ear out for that announcement once I work out when I can fit it into my LA Pod Fest weekend of activities. If you want to support the show in a non-financial way, just retweet the episode announcement on Twitter, share the status on Facebook, and get on that iTunes and write a sweet five-star review. It bumps up the rankings. It vouches for us to other potential listeners, and it makes me feel happy that you appreciate my little podcasting. So thanks so much, you guys. This week on the normal Steel Wars show, we have got a really fun and informative interview with the guys from the prequels strike back. So we'll see that on the feed on Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Thank you for listening. And hey, may that force be with you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.